Welcome to the Tiproxy Method, creating confident learners. The Tiproxy Method uses a unique combination of breath work, brain body work, gratitude, and a clay-based program to affect the neuroplasticity of the brain in students. To help strengthen their mind-body connection, help them develop a growth mindset, and most importantly, trust and confidence in themselves. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. One way to support the Creating Confident Learners podcast is to leave a five-star review and written review anywhere you listen to it. Thanks so much, and let's get started. I'm here to argue that reading is thinking and that the reason that we read is to extract information, sometimes to be entertained, but also to think about what we've learned or what we've read. Be sure to sign up for the foundation course. This course is here to support you, both parents and educators. It teaches the exact foundational tools I have used with students to increase focus, ease anxiety, and help raise confidence and self-esteem so that they can succeed in all areas of their lives, including academics. It's made into bite-sized digestible pieces to help you apply these tools right away. I'm here to argue that reading is thinking and that the reason that we read is to extract information, sometimes to be entertained, but also to think about what we've learned or what we've read. Oftentimes in the younger years, parents and adults tend to think of learning to read more as fluency. And oftentimes I end up with kids who can't remember what they've just read. I was just talking with a dad this week about their son's reading recently, and he was convinced that reading is breaking down the syllables, using the words to figure out what the word is through the sound of that word, even if we've never heard it before and that is a part of it but also the meaning and knowing of a word and understanding it in context is a big part of reading and I will always argue that reading is not quote-unquote sounding out words can you imagine reading a huge chapter book or an encyclopedia as an adult and sounding out every word you would never do that it would be so taxing and time-consuming you would Draw from your memory bank of all the words your brain already knows. So no, we don't just read through phonetics or through the sounds or through the syllables. And yes, we do need enough fluency in our reading so that it doesn't interfere with comprehension. If all the brain power of a child is going to the decoding process, there isn't much room to comprehend the material or the story. I always come back to, but what about those kids who don't hear sounds, who don't learn in phonetics, those who don't remember the rules, no matter how many times you've told them what they are. But I will again say that they do make the connection to the sound and the rules and the spelling patterns through the back end once they have learned to read through sight, through word mastery, through word study, through symbol mastery, through clay, through spell reading and sweep reading and comprehension that way. So I always say that teaching comprehension in conjunction with reading fluency is so important. Again, check in with whether your child knows all of their alphabet, especially the first, second, third graders out of context without the ABC song. Can they do it backwards? Can you point to a C or a J or an X or B and they know what that is? This will give you a lot of clues to what may be hindering their reading ability as well. If they don't know the letters themselves out of context, out of the alphabet song, Or if they can write it independently, can your child write 
all their uppercase in one go, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, and Z, and then do the same with the lowercase. And then if your child is in upper grade, can they do that in cursive? That's another marker to whether they understand the symbols of themselves and whether they can do that independently. They need to know the symbols out of context. Again, using all the tools, yes, the phonetics, but the word study, the word mastery, the diction, the vocabulary development, and the reading comprehension skills in conjunction with each other is actually that reading is thinking and thinking about what you're reading. So I want to give you a little example of a level one book that I read with a child. And at first he's like, I don't know what I read. And then we talked about it and I gave him a few different skills. And then it's like, oh yeah, that's what happened in the story. So just with this simple level one book, how do you teach reading comprehension? So this one's called Cave Boy and I'll read it to you really quickly. Hi, my name is Harry. I live with my family in this cave. And again, we have some pictures with context to go from. My friends like to run and jump and swing and climb. I like those things too. But most of all, I like to make new things, things no one has ever seen before. So we have almost a foreshadowing here as well. I put a rock on a stick. What does it do? Bam, bam. I call it a bammer. I cut up a log. What does it do? Boom, boom. I call it a boomer. Stop all that bamming. Stop all that booming. That is Chief Grump. He is always mad about something. Tomorrow is his birthday. Maybe I can cheer him up. I will make something new just for Chief Grump. Wow, I have never seen anything like it. And in this case, there's a wheel. And this is, of course, a caveman, right? My friends say, what is that thing? I say, don't look. It is a surprise. It is time for Chief Grump's party. He gets lots of presents, a rock, some wood, a fish, a bone. Chief Grump says, I do not need this. I do not want that. He throws them down the hill. Now Chief Grump opens my present. What does it do? As he's looking through this wheel, (laughs) a stone wheel, actually. Everyone looks at my new thing. Does it bam or boom? Does it bounce? Does it bite? But no one can guess what it does. Not even me. Chief Grump says, it does not do anything. He kicks it down the hill and it starts rolling down that hill. Hey, now I know what this new thing does. It rolls. I take it back to my room. I put something here. I add something there. Maybe Chief Grump will like it now. And he's made like a tricycle bike here with the picture. I tell him, sit here, put your feet there. I give him a push. Look, I made something really new. Something no one has ever seen before. I made Chief Grump smile. So even in this tiny little book, there's so many layers to this. And, you know, at the heart of it, it's a cave boy who's made a tricycle wheel for the first time. If the kid knows about, hey, that's the first time that's what cavemen did. Or the fact that he liked to make some things. And then he made something for Chief Grump's birthday. And the bicycle made him smile. So with a kid who really doesn't remember... There's a few skills that we can do. You can have them do a picture walk through the book. So going page by page, looking at the pictures to try to remember what happened and what they read. You can prompt them to go, hey, what happened in the beginning of the story? What happened in the middle of the story? What happened in the end? And then the deepest level is, hey, what is the summary of this book? What happened? And if a child can summarize what they've read, it's a pretty good indicator that they understand what they've learned. But then we can also go a little deeper here and go into skills like inference, like what was said that wasn't outrightly said in the book. 
book. How was the character thinking and feeling? Like at the end, it says, hey, I made Chief Grump smile. Nothing had done that before. Is there a point or moral to this book? What else can we get? Do you think that's the, he says he doesn't know what it is, but we knew it was a wheel. So maybe that's the first wheel that's ever come out. So we can go deeper than just what's happened in the beginning, middle, end and summarizing, but also inferring how did Chief Grump feel at the beginning of the story or after what made him change? How do you think the main character Harry felt? And this is a level one first reader level book that we're going into the book this deeply. So reading really is not just the words that I read, but what am I thinking about? What am I feeling? What do I understand? What is not being said? And what is the meaning behind just the words that the author has chosen to write? I've also noticed recently with my older kids how much of it is of a jump in comprehension when it comes to nonfiction and fiction books. So really, I always remember being very confused as a kid. So a fiction book is something that's not real. A nonfiction book is something that is real or a nonfiction is not not real. <laughs> and... I've been noticing with my upper kids, my middle school kids, how it takes so much more skill to dissect a nonfiction text and facts and so forth, and even simple recollection text, and to answer seemingly complex questions or factual questions that could be even in just one sentence of that nonfiction text. And so really a reminder to myself and a reminder to you guys, we do a lot of fiction reading with kids, especially the level ones, level twos, but getting them into nonfiction books, anything they're interested in, cars, dinosaurs, bugs, flowers, you know, anything that they can learn a little bit more real life and then starting to dissect that information that is also nonfiction based than just fiction based. So I always recommend working on both because it's another skill to comprehend what you're reading when it comes to a story and comprehend what you're reading when it comes to facts and figures and subjects that are not fiction based, that are not story based. Be sure to sign up for the foundation course. This course is here to support you. It teaches the exact foundational tools I have used with students to ease anxiety and help raise confidence and self-esteem so that they can succeed in all areas of their lives, including academics. It's available as a one-time purchase or as an ongoing monthly subscription with extra group support and monthly live stream. Be sure to sign up for the newsletter to stay in contact. Keep up with the Creating Confident Learners community on Instagram and Facebook at Creating Confident Learners. Have a blessed day and aloha.